Okay, so in today's Daily Cyber, I'm going to be talking about compromises. So let's hack at it. Okay, so I'm really excited about this episode uh, to talk about compromises and just some of the things that we need to know about how do we deal with mentally and emotionally with a compromise when something like this happens. Uh, so, but first I want to get into, uh, thank you so much for everyone that's been watching my podcast up to this point. Uh, this is episode six. Uh, I really think that I really like the comments and the feedback and just the recommendations and ideas. Thank you so much. I want to thank, uh, Chris Bellio from time code productions, uh, for helping me, uh, fix some of the video and audio issues that I was having in the first couple episodes. He was able to help me troubleshoot some issues. So if you ever need, uh, you know, if you ever have any questions when it comes to audio or video, uh, check out time code productions and, uh, I'm sure Chris will be able to help you. Uh, so yeah, my name is Brandon Krieger. I'm a cybersecurity professional, uh, sharing my journey on cybersecurity from all different kind of angles of cyber cybersecurity from in the introduction to what cybersecurity is all about certifications, training, mindset, and all the way to kind of events level of cybersecurity with technology solutions. And as I go through, I'm getting, uh, I'm contacting people to get interviews, uh, other experts and professionals that I would love to interview just to ask questions. And there's anyone that you love me to reach out to, let me know, uh, comment below. So let's get into it. Let's talk about compromises. So this week, or actually yesterday, was kind of hectic for me because there was a few things that happened for myself. First and foremost, one of my hard drives died, so it started to act up. I was starting to see warning messages and these errors, and just it was one of those things where you're like, oh my God, not now. Like I'm getting in a roll of things. So when we look at security and redundancies and making sure that everything's set up, one thing is we look at like you know our systems, our technology. Right? We make sure that we have redundancy. So if one, you know, we have failover, that if something happens, then you just kind of pick up from the other solution. Well, fortunately, I had another backup. I had actually two backups. Uh, so I was able to restore and not worry about the data itself. It was actually just the physical hardware that I'm looking at troubleshooting right now. So it's kind of a breach in that or not. Just It's kind of a an inconvenience, I'll call it. It's not technically a compromise. But what happened was while I was doing that, I got a notification, uh, text notification from a f the, my credit card fraud department letting me know that uh, my credit card was compromised. So this is pretty common. I remember talking to, I think it was the RCMP uh, a few years back and they were saying that it was around, roughly the estimated uh, breach of credit cards is around 60%. So if you own a credit card, there's a 60% chance that your credit card is going to be compromised. That was a couple of years ago. Uh, I know for me, my compromise was really uh, someone, I think it was from Dubai, was trying to buy plane tickets with my credit card. And the credit card company or solution has AI technology, which basically monitors kind of all your spending. And they noticed that this was irregular from my spending habits. So they immediately locked down my credit card, sent me alert, let me know that what was going on. And then I called them and then we had to go through about an hour conversation of validating my, 
my identity, who I was, going through the you know payment history, and then going through what's what's going to happen with my credit card. So they cancel my credit card, and now I have to go through the exercise of getting a new credit card. It takes five to ten business days, and then I have to go and I have you know like most people, you have you know people companies that you work with that take payments, so you have to you know reestablish your your credit card uh, with them and the, you know, credit card number, uh, expiry date and so forth. Right. So it's a little inconvenient, but at least I know I'm not out any money. Now, a little tip, uh, security trick. I tell people don't have a massive limit on your credit card. The reason why that is, is that if you get compromised and you have a lower limit on your credit card, it's more likely they're going to get caught quickly in the fraud department or they're not going to be able to buy the things they're going to try to buy. So for myself, my credit card's less than uh, $500 and sometimes even lower. And the reason why I do that is because if they buy tickets like that, it was, I think it was $1,300 US. They were trying to buy an, air, an uh, airplane or a flight ticket or flight. Uh, and what happened was they got, they got flagged because my regular spending is very low right? It's, it's kind of these small little things. And when I have to buy something bigger, I make arrangements and I kind of go through that process. I don't actually use my credit card. So with that in mind, if you do the same thing, if, and when your credit card gets compromised, then what happens is it's not really able to get much. Now, don't get me wrong. I know people have higher, you know, things that they want to buy and so forth, but I would be more flexible in the sense of, if you know you need to buy something, a big expenditure, say it's an appliance, something like that, and you want to buy it on your credit card, increase your limit, you know, for that purchase and then bring it back down. Right? I know it's a little inconvenient, but it keeps you more secure. And then I know if you have good credit and you're a good uh, client of credit card companies, they do increase your limits. So it can go up from like 500 to 1500 to 5,000 to 10,000 and you can keep going, right? Just because you're paying off your credit card, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're a good client. And so they want to reward you. That reward necessarily is not always good. Right? And talking for security, you want to keep your limits low and then it helps protect you if anything happens, right? An inconvenience of, $500 to call in or whatever that may be. It's not that big of a deal. And if you keep those low limits, then what happens is they really can't spend much. And a lot of times when they try to buy bigger things, when they try to compromise, it, it stops them and says, yeah, you don't have the limit. You don't have the resources. And it's, it's a frustration for them. So it's kind of a win-win on that side. So what should you think? What should you feel if, when you get compromised to now, most people, when you, you hear about compromise and you read articles and all that, they talk about the impact, the technology, what's the potential resolution or what should be the fix. But no one ever talks about how are people feeling? Like what's going on with the emotion? And the reason why I bring that up is because there's a lot of times I deal with clients and you can tell like first and foremost, they go through frustration. Like what the hell, you know, what's going on? You know, this is so frustrating. It's, it's time consuming. I don't have time for this. So there's a, an acceptable level of frustration because you don't know what's happened. You don't know who did it. You know, now your systems are down, your identity has been compromised, whatever that may be. And you, now you need to find out, figure out, you know, what's going on, look at remediation, you know, how to fix it. And then how long is it going to take? What's the turnaround time? And you know, how long are you going to be down for or be affected? 
so there's a level of frustration that you need to go through. You need to go get it out. You need to kind of be disappointed, upset, frustrated, and you need to get that out. Next is you need to kind of go through some sort of control. And what happens is when you get compromised, and this is my opinion, all right, when someone gets compromised, you don't know who it is. So you feel violated and, but you can't point it out. It's not like, you know, that person broke into my house or that person broke in my car. When someone hacks your computer, you don't know who it is. You don't know if it's from someone next door or someone from overseas or whatever that may be. It could be a bot, could be malware. You don't know. And just, you feel kind of violated that you can't point that out. So you really need to take back control and how to do that. In my opinion is you start to kind of identify what happened, what can you do to resolve it and how, you know, in a checklist of, you know, this, this, and this. So for example, when you look at a credit card uh, breach, first and foremost, you get frustrated, kind of let it out. Then you call your credit card company and say, look, you know, what? I've been breached. This is what that's happened. Cancel my credit card. Uh, provide me a new one. Uh, cause I need to pay X, Y, and Z and then make a list of all the, the companies that you work with that you have to pay them, go reset your passwords for all these companies, make them, and then follow, you know, best practices of password, uh, policies, especially if you work for a company or if you're, you know, this is an individual, it doesn't matter. Make all these accounts separate username and passwords com complex. I recommend 20 characters or more. Uh, make sure you have two-factor authentication set up. If they don't have two-factor authentication, send them an email saying, please uh, implement two-factor authentication for, for myself and really look at making it more secure and then do that and just check that off, make sure everything's up to date. And then now you have control, you know you've reestablished your security right? and you just do your best. Now, I know some people after that, they do that, they feel good. And then the other side, you got, people kind of feel a little bit more panic or anxious. Like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know, you know, if I should go online. And I've talked to uh, a psychotherapist that I know, and they're saying right now with the internet and the level of breaches and compromises and cyber bullying and cyber stalking, they're seeing more clients because of internet, you know, concerns and issues and it's it's increasing. I think the challenge is, is that, you know, the younger generation is now looking for their identity online. You know, you've got YouTubers, you've got Instagram uh, influencers, you've got TikTok now. All these people are looking for their identity online. You know, they post a content, be it a video, uh, especially something most of these sites I was talking about. They post a video, they look at likes, comments, you know, is, is, am I getting engagement? And then once they start getting it, they're like, oh my God, look at me. I'm, I'm successful. I'm significant. And then from that, if something happens, the account gets locked out, the account gets hacked, uh, they start, start losing uh, engagement, also now their identity. So just no different from being compromised and actually being hacked to losing that has the same t type of psychological influence or effect on the individual being affected. So... If you start seeing that, again, from being hacked and being compromised to the influence, 
you need to speak to someone. You need to kind of talk to someone and just kind of get it out. <clears throat> Maybe even speak to a, a professional if it's starting to come to the point where you're really feeling bothered. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just making sure that you can take control back into your situation, what's going on. And it's hard because when you look at, I'm a security you know, professional, I'm working in the industry and even me being compromised as small as just my credit card, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, there's got to be a better way. Like, why is this still happening? Right. And something that I brought up to the credit card company, and I'd love to get your opinion and see what you think about this. So when you go through the process, what happens is they're looking at the where the charge is going through. So for mine, they were looking at the airline in Dubai and they were stopping that payment. And I asked them, okay, so hold on. That's great. You blocked that. But what about notifying, you know, trying to find out where the compromise came from, right? Because it had to come from one of the companies I've been working with that I provided my credit card because other than that, that's the only time I use it, right? So is there a way for the bank or the credit card company to notify each of those companies that, hey, we have a client of ours that has been compromised, right? They use your your product or service. Can you confirm that you have not been breached and there's your securities in place? And I think that is a proactive way of looking at their security because if a, a credit card company can use AI technology to do that, to be to look through a client's profile, go through that, notify each of those companies in the last 30 days that they've worked with, notify them saying, look, hey, you know what? This the, a client of ours has been breached, right? Can you please check your systems? If that starts to go into a kind of a, a process there, if they start seeing that the same companies are coming up, that it's myself and it's Jane and it's John and it's Christy and all these other people that have been compromised, and they're using the same company, right? And also start noticing that, you know, there's a correlation that company XYZ comes up on all their profiles. Now they can narrow down and maybe blacklist company X, Y, and Z until they have a, a, a clear communication with them saying, hey, have you been breached? Is there something going on with your security? We just want to make sure just because we have several clients that use your service that have been compromised right, on their credit card. And I think that would be a, a very great proactive um, solution to help to reduce the amount of credit cards that are compromised. Now, I'm not saying it's going to eliminate, but at least it reduces it, the ones that are being breached on the actual company side. Don't get me wrong. There's still other ways of doing it. There's malware that someone's got, you know, hack someone's email. There's social engineering, you know, when someone calls you and just says, Hey, I'm from X, Y, and Z. We've seen, we've seen it with the IRS scam and CRA scam. You owe $5,000. There's a warrant out for your rest. If you don't pay this, yada, yada, yada. Right. So just thinking out loud and I love to hear your feedback on the bank setting up some sort of, or sorry, the credit card company setting up some sort of solution like that to be able to help users feel more secure. So yeah, comment below. Uh, let me know what you think about that. I think that's something that as users, we should be asking for for the banks. And I know it's a little bit of a, a larger project for, for the credit card companies to do. But I think once they do it, it would save them a lot of time and money. 
right? Because then it reduced the actual uh, number of breaches potentially and the number of payouts or things they have to write off, you know, because of these these compromises. And I think, the, like I said, I was talking to the RCP officer, and I think they, they were saying the average breach is around five to $10,000 that the credit cards have to pay out for each of the, the breaches, right, or write off. So, you know, imagine saving that, uh, over hundreds, if not thousands of, of credit card users. So just something to think about and, and, you know, really want to just to talk about that because I think it's important for us to look at solutions and look at how we're going to be able to protect, you know, ourselves, each, you know, the companies are going to be able to protect us, how, you know, the big, you know, banks and organizations that are taking our information are looking at stepping up their security to just make sure that there's, proactive things that are being done. So uh, that's it for today's video. I just wanted to kind of talk about that, about uh, just what to think and what to feel if you get breached and just kind of that, that process and just, you know, looking at different types of technologies and solutions potentially to look at how to help us from different types of scenarios. And one was today was just talking about credit cards. Uh, so I'd like to thank you for watching this video. Don't forget uh, if you're, uh, if you haven't subscribed to dailycyber.ca, uh, subscribe uh, either for the podcast or on YouTube, uh, just so you can get the reminders of the new podcasts that are coming out. Uh, I've do I'm doing this in podcast format as well. And the reason that is so people that can listen to it on the road and, you know, at the gym, just in the morning in their office and just have it playing just so you can kind of listen to it. Uh, I think that that was it for today. Oh, if you know anyone that you'd like me to interview, uh, comment below. I'm reaching out to people right now uh, actively to, to interview experts in the field and just to provide more value and learn more about different technologies and solutions. So I'm contacting uh, value-added resellers that I've met, uh, also manufacturers. So I'm really reaching out just to get a depth of knowledge to share with you guys of different technologies, different solutions in cybersecurity, and just share with you guys what's going on in the industry. So that's it for today's video. Uh, don't forget, software is hackable, being connected is vulnerable. I'll see you next Daily Cyber.